We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Yo, what's up? Hope everybody had a fabulous, fabulous holiday weekend, man. Left my mom. Yo, I had a, a special moment with my mom this weekend. Shout out to her, the entire family. I had family in from Michigan, family in from Memphis. Uh, this is a special holiday for us because literally uh, the majority of the young kids have even have either grown up have their own significant others and uh you know we we were used to for years having a house full of small kids running around and that's over with so this was kind of the last thanksgiving that everybody was together you know what i'm saying so um a couple of our family members are football players and so we were having discussions like yeah you know next year there is no coming home on thanksgiving like y'all still practicing dog yeah. You know what I'm saying? And having that discussion, and then that means their parents are going to have to go to them. So they won't be there anymore on Thanksgiving for a few years. It was uh, the pictures and the videos are flowing. And uh, you know what I dealt with this summer and not really being able to eat uh, a lot of food for a long time. And uh, when my mother saw my first plate for Thanksgiving, she kind of got a little emotional and uh i was like let's go yeah straight up. <laughs> let's go i missed out on the fourth i missed out on labor day like yo yo let's go you let's got the goose it. too huh oh man that's all i had <laughs> i did try a bit of the fried turkey okay fried turkey is always tried good. a bit of the fried turkey everybody was loving the ham um the jerk chicken i tried a piece a little piece of that it was still a little bit too spicy for my tongue but right. still recovering and then you know like the prime everything was phenomenal dude and shout out to my goddaughter she made peach cobbler she has her own bakery uh she also made brownies and red velvet cookies with white chocolate chips fantastic but i hope everybody Ate well, enjoyed your families, man, and just continue blessings and peace to all of you and your families for the remainder of this holiday season. 
going all the way up to Christmas. We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Then I had to find this darn Notre Dame game. You talk about a task, bro. I knew that the Pac-12 network, I knew that I had the actual app on my TV because I have an Android TV. So I just tried to go ahead and just watch the game on the Pac-12 app. Like, okay, I'll subscribe to the app because I do the same thing with the Big Ten. Right. I have the Big Ten app. And I can watch all my Illinois basketball games and football games through that if they're not on national TV. It's no problem. And they kept redirecting me. And ultimately, it was like, okay, it's football, football or nothing. Right. right. Unless I find a stream on YouTube. I didn't want to go through all that. Because then you have to worry about whether or not YouTube shuts it down. Right. So I get the trial. Finally get up. We'll get to the Notre Dame game. But before that, um, left. this might have been the greatest weekend of football. Yes. Uh, see, look, I was flipping back and forth from college games. There were four heavyweight battles. Battles. In Illinois, in, in, in Illinois State football. I'm not even, I ain't getting to college yet. I'm talking about oh. the state of Illinois. Okay. There were okay. four heavyweight Battles. Yeah. Because this is semis? This was the championship game. Oh, okay. Okay. So it was the top four classes. The best two teams rarely make it in all four right. classes. Right, right. When right, I tell right. you it was four heavyweight battles, it was four heavyweight battles. Dude, Kerry Grove. And East St. Louis, I got Coach Vic. He might be in here. They had a classic two years ago. Okay. 
37-35. They had another classic this year that went down to the wire. East St. Louis loses their star quarterback. Might be the best quarterback in the state. Lose him in the second quarter. Come back from a 10-point deficit with the backup. Take the lead. Kerry Grove responds. Now, you have to understand, Kerry Grove is straight out of the 50s. They run the triple option, left. Oh, yeah. They run the triple option. They go on like a six-minute drive. They take the lead with a minute left. East St. Louis gets the ball back, and they throw an interception. And it was another classic between these two behemoths in class five, class 6A in Illinois. And then Mount Carmel, they go back to back. Darian, Darian Dupree, who was once a target for Notre Dame, he's going to Wisconsin. Their quarterback, who's a junior, he's coming back. And then you had Loyola Academy. Dude, they have like 100 players on their roster. It's crazy. It's crazy. It's a very well-to-do suburban Catholic school. Will met, you know, the north part of Chicago. Wow. And they're good, huh? Yeah. 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 They played Mount Carmel, who's in 7A. They're in 8A. They played. They always play each other the last regular season game to kind of prepare each other for the playoffs. Because normally they're like top five. Both of them are top five teams. Right. They played this year. I think Loyola ended up holding on. And uh, both of them ended up winning championships because they beat Lincoln Way East, who has produced players like A.J. Henning, who was at Michigan, who's now at Northwestern, other great players in the state of Illinois. Look, man, I don't know if I enjoyed the high school games more than the college games, but like you said, left the Iron Bowl – Man, but at Jalen Milrow, you got to go on the petty train, my brother. Yeah, that's what stuff, are you talking that's about? Stuff you were talking about on the sideline, like relax. Yeah, like you relax. <laughs> you got benched, dog. Like, yeah, I've never seen no Heisman guy go through that type of up and down throughout the season. It was a good moment in the season, yeah. but no way, <laughs> man. No way. It was interesting. I, I, thought, I thought, dude, the Florida-Florida game went down to the wire. Man, yeah, that yeah. was great. The Louisville-Kentucky game was crazy, went down to the wire. Devin Leary, yo, almost gave it away, but then came back and won it. Now, Louisville goes in with two losses. They lose their outside shot to get into the college football playoff. Man, yo, we can get into it. But first, as always, we're brought to you by Anora Whiskey, AnoraWhiskey.com, that premium American whiskey, AnoraWhiskey.com. And if you drink, by all means, make sure you do it. Responsibly. You got to do it responsibly. You see, left, he's been off. He's been off, so he's a little late. I was on the comments. I was on the comments. <laughs> Good to see the chat going. And don't forget, for all your traveling needs and everything else, including Anora Whiskey, go to MalikZaire.com. Especially right on this side of Monday. Malik right. Cyber Monday is huge. What's your, are you a, you a shoe guy on Cyber Monday? You try, or you have to go get shoes in person? Mm. I'm cyber every day, dog. Oh, okay. I'm I'm bad. I'm bad. My wife has to talk to me. I have packages coming all the time. 
I do. Cyber Monday just means nothing. Trinkets and all type of stuff. Yeah, dude. Like tomorrow, gizmos. I got a 50% off at the Ralph Lauren Polo Factory store that came to my email this weekend, bro. So, <laughs> you know, so, my so wife. You, you probably, your phone probably listens to all the stuff you be talking about and just be hitting you with the ads. It, like, yes. <laughs> yes. It's crazy. You know how they, you know, you can talk about something. Next thing you know, here comes that Instagram post. You'd be like, I was looking for that. Right. <laughs> you know, and as always, we're on CFD Nation presented by Twisted, Twisted Tea. That's right. That's hey. Right. So let's get it going, Left. You know how we start out each and every show. Hey, what's smoking? Yo, we got a new villain for game one next year left. We go to College Station to face Texas A&M, and they have a new head coach. And we kind of saw him this year when he faced Duke. It's Mike Elko, former D.C. at Notre Dame, former D.C. for three years at Texas A&M. And I feel a little bit better about this game, Left. Would yeah. you like to know why? Why is that? Unless he's bringing like Riley Leonard with him, the quarterback situation. Uh, I'm hearing that their top two wide receivers in the portal transition gear. Yeah. And I would much okay. rather catch Mike Elko in Texas A&M early then midway or towards the end of the season when their system has gotten adjusted and their players are playing the way Mike Elko wants them to play. I feel right, a little bit better about this better time. Absolutely. Absolutely. Especially if we finish our season the right way, go into it with the clear direction of our quarterback, we'll be right where we need to be, provided we hold on to a couple of pieces, mm-hmm. our golden stays, um, we get a couple of guys coming in to assist offensively, but from a team standpoint, we should be fine as a as a collective from the rising stars that we've come to see with Rico and Faison and and the impact they've been able to have with the, the young Jeremiah Love and guys coming in. It's just team-wise, we're right where we should be to start the, the next year the right way as opposed to Mike Elko going into from Duke to Texas A&M and figuring out their whole situation, cleaning things up, getting guys, guys leaving, finding the quarterback, <clears throat> installing the system. <clears throat> I think they're uh, a lot more behind the eight ball than we are. So it does give us a huge boost, especially for it to be the first game, you know, because you net, nobody knows what the first game will look like, but from a, Week one compared to a week seven matchup or a week 10 matchup, much prefer week one, especially uh, us warming up ourselves. We're not going out of the country nowhere. We're not having nothing crazy going on. It's going to be a good off season for us to really hone in on. This is where the dynasty typically starts. You know, you want to be able to have a young quarterback that's going to have some years and grow with the team 
Yeah. It's going to test your recruiting. Because after that first game, I mean, shoot. It's just about, in my opinion, about playing as many guys as you can throughout the year because the regular season is is like it's like practice rounds. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I mean, these games are beyond winnable. So there shouldn't be a one guy getting a hundred carries in the season because we should have the depth to have a lot of guys play, especially young guys play against the teams that we got on the schedule. So by the time playoff comes, we have the depth needed to survive that gauntlet because that's a whole, what, four-game, four or five-game season that we're going against and teams to their place, teams coming to our place. So it's a huge thing for Marcus Freeman to be impressive in the playoffs for the first year because regular season at this point, how much does it really matter? Something else that's smoking. Yo, these matchups for these conference championships, everything is on the line. The Big Ten pretty much had their Big Ten championship game. This Last week, yeah. Iowa. That's why the West Division is going to be so much better with the infusion from the Pac-12. Now the Oregon, Big Ten UCLA, and USC, game, is that who it is? Yes. Yes. And that infusion is going to make the Big Ten championship game so much Way better. better. So much better moving forward. Um, Will they have to change the neutral site then? No, still probably still be Indianapolis. See, that's if I was the one of the three. If I'm UC, UCLA, USC, I'm complaining. Now I would say it would for at least the next two years. It would probably stay stay packed. It should be however, in Kansas City, you know. However. You know, we'll see. Because you're talking about a drive and a flight. Yeah. Typically, you know. Yeah. I I, I agree. I agree. But the travel just on a week-to-week schedule for these teams are going to be crazy, too. You got teams that, unless they do it like how we schedule it, one in, like, October, one at the end of the season. Yeah. But just for basketball games, it's going to be (laughs) Yeah. basketball season is going to be crazy yeah. for us. Usually the basketball Big Ten tournament is either at Indianapolis or at the United Center. They alternate. Right. right. Um, they, they, I'm super excited, though, for the – Maybe they'll take there. it out, too, because the Pac-12 used to always do theirs. Vegas, right? Right. I know the basketball tournament was always in Vegas, and I think the championship game is in Allegiant Stadium this Friday, if I'm not mistaken. So, yeah. Yeah, but the, we got Alabama, Georgia. We got Washington, Oregon. Dude, Oregon being a nine-point favorite? Hey, that's crazy. And I know Washington has. You said this when we were talking before the show left. People need to show Washington and Michael Penix and Coach the board a lot more credit than they're getting because <laughs> what everybody expected Oregon or either Caleb Williams to do, Michael Penix and Washington did it. It did. doesn't matter. It doesn't did. matter. Not, not going to do did. They beat everybody. Yes. So, you know, and they and, and they had tough games and it came down to the wire and as a better team, they rose above. So yeah. as when they played Oregon, it wasn't the case for Oregon. So going into this one, having them 
as high as they are, I think Vegas is doing their little Jedi mind tricks again. Yeah. And uh, Andrew Gilmore is right. We were talking about that as well. And we want to get in here on what's, what's smoking. Caleb DeBoer, man, you're talking about a coach understanding who he has, who he has, and his team. <laughs> Bro, two straight weeks, clutch third down. Do I punt and give the ball back to Oregon State to give them a chance to win? Or do I put the ball in the hands of my guys, my best two players? Back shoulder throw. That's an easy Penix. choice. Penix has been off majority of night at that moment. Back shoulder throw. They kneel down and close out Oregon State. Washington State. Fence everything crazy you need to go. Everything you need to go right for Washington State. For them to be have a chance in that game. Went right. Right? Fourth down. His own territory. This man runs a reverse. But if, what do we say, left? In the fourth quarter, it's not about plays. It's about plays. Get the ball. Find a way to get the ball in your hands of your best players. And once again, hey, Marvin Harrison Jr., I'm going to say this for what's smoking. But Romo Dunze, hey, man, he ain't too far behind. No, I'm not saying he's Marvin Harrison Jr., but he ain't too far he behind. He may not have the 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 numbers in terms of like the speed, weight, and all that, but from mm -hmm. on the field play, his impact is just as important as Marvin Harrison Jr. Mm -hmm. And it also exposes the fact that when you have generational quarterbacks throwing it to you, yeah, how much more better you look. Last yeah. year, Marvin Harrison just looked amazing but he had that amazing quarterback too yeah. this year washington has an amazing quarterback and their receiver is benefiting greatly now it adds on to what he's already capable of yes. but when you it's like the macaroni and the yams when they touch it's just the combo so much better when both sides are bringing their part as opposed to what kyle mccord and marvin harrison jr is it's still a good combo you know you still would take it uh, eight times out of ten, but it's just not going to be the same impact or look as succinct as what Washington's been able to do, and that's been the difference in this in the in their schedule. Man, that's a, they, that's a two loss difference. They ran the gauntlet, bro. They ran yeah, the gauntlet. And I don't Everything care. That we expected them to do, especially Caleb Williams and the potential of Lincoln Riley and how they gas those guys up all the time. Yeah, for us to be able to to witness. That type of greatness, I think, just shows how important uh, they've been special for this season. We're not talking yeah. about everything added up. We're just talking about for this season, they've been one of the better teams. I think it's, it's definitely another crazy matchup between Washington and Oregon. It'll be a classic. Mm -hmm. But I do think that Washington winning this, obviously they deserve to be in the, the, the playoffs, but – even if they lose, I think they should still be considered in the conversation. But mm. you know, you got good old Alabama that's sitting right outside that that uh, that ranking system, and they pull something off against Georgia. You know, the committee is going to have their back greatly. Are you ready to elevate your college football game day experience? Check out Twisted Tea. Your go-to game day beverage for college football fans. 
Twisted tea is unlike any hard beverage you've had before. It's made with real brewed tea and packs a powerful punch with 5% alcohol and no carbonation, delivering the perfect balance of taste and refreshment that goes down smooth for every game day occasion. No need to settle for the usual. Twisted Tea turns up any occasion, especially when you're cheering for your favorite team. Whether you're tailgating in the stadium parking lot, watching at a bar, or hosting friends at home, Twisted Tea is there to elevate game day experience. It perfectly complements your love for college football and your passion for creating unforgettable moments. So let's toast to unforgettable game day experiences. Twisted Tea, the drink that fuels fun and celebrates your love for college football. Keep it twisted. And what's smoking as we get ready to go into Notre Dame? You see this picture left? I mean, you see that? That's right. See that picture? Now, you know my baby girl turned 21 on this past Tuesday. That's right. She came in for the holiday. I flew her out to Vegas with her girls on Friday. She kicked it, ate good, poolside. Everything was hooked up. Called my people out there, made sure she was good. That's right. She was supposed to be at home. We leaving at 9 o'clock Sunday morning, headed back to L.A. Okay, baby girl. I get a text around 3.15 Chicago time. You see that? That is a Legion field, left. That is a Legion field. That is a Legion field. Do you see where she's sitting, left? That is the VIP behind the end zone. Her soror is married to a player on the Raiders. Isn't that right? My daughter got to see Pat Mahomes in person before me. <laughs> I, I was smoking, love. Yeah. I was heated. Yeah. I was smoking. I said, how yeah. did you get to see Pat Mahomes in person? Because that's before, a treat right there. Before she, before me, she had the nerve to text me. He's pretty good. Uh, no kidding. Yeah, yeah, he's better than pretty good. No kidding. And I am what's smoking with this. I've never been so happy to be one and four. Basketball? See, that sounds like a record, right? I've never been more happy to be one and four. Because right now, the Bears sit with the first and fourth picks in the next draft. <laughs> Let's talk Notre Dame. I've never been happier, boy. I've never been happier. Shout out to Frank Wright. He got fired, but shout out for giving us that first pick while you were in Carolina. I appreciate you, my dude. I appreciate you. Look, Bears. It's, six, it's six games left. It's anything. Or Marvin Harrison Jr. and Joe Alt. Come on down. Anything Come can on. happen. Anything Come can on happen. down, baby. Yeah, like the Bears messing around and winning tonight and, and dropping down to the eighth pick with one <laughs> win. It just it feels me trust, man. Oh, dude. But I trust in Matt Eberflus and his ignorance as well. Uh, they cancel each other out. Yeah. <laughs> ah. Ah. Notre Dame trounces what we expected. It left. What did we see? The microwave offense. Left. Go ahead, talk about it, boy. It's like leftovers the day after the holiday, boy. The Notre Dame offense. Go ahead, talk about it, left. I know you want to jump right into it. Oh man, look, it's just—it's <clears throat> a frustrating thing to watch. But when you look up, 
you're like, okay, we did our job. I think the the potential of all the things you see when you're watching the TV copy and you're like, I see things open. Even as an armchair quarterback, you can look at that that TV copy and be like, hey, I'm not a coach or nothing. But if I suggested what I'd look at, you would be frustrated too. And we get to it way late than it should be. I feel like if we're all looking at the same thing, we all have the same agreement on the fact that we can be so much more exciting maybe. I don't know because you can't be mad at the score, but that's just, that's at the end of the road. They say, don't worry about the journey because the end of the road is the destination and all that. But man, we are a true uh, crock pot offense, not Instapot, the crock pot. They, they crock pot blesses sometimes. Yeah. I'm just saying. It definitely does because it, 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 you get the, the, a well-done product at mm-hmm. the end. That pot roast is falling off, like just Man. breaking off pieces, and the, the carrots and celery are hitting with the juices just right, Ooh. and you just finish the ma- mashed potatoes, and now you hit the crock. The steam the presentation is amazing. Yeah. But it took eight hours to get there. <laughs> <laughs> And, and that's what and what happens those eight hours before you oh, I gotta eat some chips I gotta you know I keep looking at it every five minutes it ain't done yet I'm getting frustrated I'm getting hangry because you can't rush it mm-hmm. and we definitely don't rush to dominate teams like I feel like we should it's like we're going in there and just trying to last 12 rounds when we don't have to what are we waiting for t- round 12 to start doing stuff? <laughs> first five rounds, we just getting whooped. And you're like, why is it we're a better fighter? And you're just getting whooped the first five rounds. You wait to round 12 to knock the dude out. And you all bloodied and bruised up. And you're like, you didn't even have to get, get that far. Mm-hmm. So it's like, man, we got a punch drunk fighter or something where we just can't go in there with the like Nick Diaz, you know, Nate Diaz go in there and just want to fight all day. He not he not looking to win necessarily. He just looking to just see how long he can just fight in the ring. He don't care win or loss. Mm-hmm. Let's just fight. <laughs> and I don't care my nose hanging off. I got KC out of one eye. I'm going to go the distance. And for us, I would like it to be a little more Instapot. Let's cut the hours down to like three. Get them out of here by halftime, you know. If I'm making buffalo dip, I want to eat it before the game over. So the Instapot is where you got to come in, like the air fryer. Mm-hmm. Let's, let's, the air fryer is so convenient because it gets everything that you need done at the right time. So I do think that having a more electric and dynamic quarterback I think can help especially balance out the the time of possession the defense is on the field and i think it's an attitude that has to be addressed but i think it comes from the the right positions d-line quarterback those two attitudes determine a team's dominance in my opinion 
Yeah. Because when your D-line is talking the right way and being productive in the right ways on the field, like an Alabama. Yeah. And your quarterback is playing better. And he pushing, pushing, and pushing, and getting better, like a Jordan Travis. Mm-hmm. Making the plays happen when you when everything isn't perfect. When those two are at the most, the highest level of confidence, you got something. That changes the mentality of a team that believes they can be dominant, as opposed to a team that just wants to get a winner. Just wants to get a win. Like you look at Ohio State, they just they just begging and look to get for wins. Yeah. They got the the nice shiny stuff, but they don't have that confidence in the quarterback position and the D line position to get over the hump. You look at Michigan, they they can't stop talking. They think they the, the hottest thing since sliced bread over here. But in turn, they got JJ McCarthy. Who was very confident. He three and over versus Ohio State. He, you can't tell him nothing. He in a top ten pick. This stuff he, about him being a top ten NFL pick. See, see I'm like see. somebody's about to lose their job. Falling in love with this dude. But it's the confidence. Mm-hmm. And they D line. They talking a whole bunch of stuff. It's the confidence and those the attitude of those food positions affects the team. The running game is obviously the strength of their team, and that's they've been producing. Now, I don't think that they're tougher than the people down in Athens. No, I don't think they. I don't think they. I really don't think they want that issue. That's see, that's that's the wake up call for JJ McCarthy. That's that's the wake up call for JJ McCarthy. Just, like, yeah, bro, I you don't have to throw the ball more than ten times. You talking about a three and out show? Mm. He he would get exposed like Drew Holler against Ohio State as being like, man, this dude cannot throw at all. Cause it's hard when you gotta rely on the on the cannon and y'all been running the football all day. So, you know, I think for us the attitude has to get better to turn that switch on. Cause Georgia got that switch. The switch is, yeah, things can happen. Y'all may think this is all close and all good and stuff. But when we want to turn it on, we not in the same league. That's what we need to get to. And I think we have the players, the potential, the the, the culture's moving in the right direction. But it's just about getting the, the few pieces, just the one or two pieces. We had a very mature quarterback this year. Mm-hmm. That had gave us basically everything we knew he had. It wasn't nothing that he was going to surprise me with before the season started. So I expected it to be a a very <clears throat> standard processing in terms of him just being able to come in, give us what he's he's capable of doing. Couple good wins here and there. Mm-hmm. The big games and big moments was in question, like we talked about. And him not getting it done, it, it left more for it to be desired. So that's just where we put ourselves as an offense. And, the, you know, Jared Parker and him learning and getting better in this 
season. I think it was just a good experiment, but I would like to see Marcus Freeman have a little bit more control over that side of the ball from a organization standpoint. Yeah. And I think once he can feel comfortable in knowing that these he's influencing what's going on over there in terms of the control aspect of maybe hiring and putting people in the right position that he feels he wants for his program, I think then he can, you know, I think I just think it'll work better because so far the things he's been able to control on the defensive side, we've seen results from recruiting, from playing young guys early like Ben Morrison and having a nice mix between uh, veteran and, and younger guys and then even finding guys in the right position and filling those spots with versatile players like Xavier Watts. And, you know, you're getting more out of the what the defense probably we expected because you got the right coaching and the organization is right. Offensively, there's some dysfunction. There's some unknowns. There's some frustration, clearly. And, and watching the tape don't help because you're like, I can see why. <laughs> So once you just organize better offensively, I think we'll see a lot more of what we're all seeing, but just being frustrated by it. So there's just a lot of things to have potential, but I do, I would love also to see these quarterbacks get the as much opportunity as they can in these bowl practices and in the bowl game. I think there's nothing wrong with not playing Sam. You. You did everything you could for us. You did a great job finishing the season. You beat you beat the team that you came from. I think that's your biggest reward for the season on a personal level because what you didn't do nothing spectacular for us outside of, you know, being a good face for the program. You know what I mean? I think you did as much as you could. You know what I mean? I don't think it was something where I'm disappointed. I just – we we know what we can get better at. So, you know, and, and it starts with these bowl practices. I think if we get that matchup with LSU, that would just be really awesome. I don't know who else they have us playing, but I think we have the same record, 9-3 on both sides. They're not playing for a conference championship, so, you know, hey, why not? I think it would be a good wrap-up to put an ending to all the the Kelly era stuff. Because, you know, Tommy's and still Kelly era and the offense and all of that is a, a remnants of it. But I think cleaning house and winning a game like that would be huge for the program starting next year. But it would be even better for the, the win to happen and come from our young quarterbacks. I think that would just be a good precedent set for the spring because now you don't have to – even playing field, you can get a better starting field for who you would want to see at least start out there the hottest. Because it's all about finding your your go-to guys and and, and being confident in, in certain positions to have a leader. Uh, I think David Jones has a question for you. Uh, he said he thinks Marcus Freeman had more control and the offensive side of the ball is actually part of the problem. If anything, we'd love to see a great offensive analyst like Cutcliffe or Chip Long. See, you know, I love when people just buy into any story they hear. 
When did Marcus Freeman ever have control? When the offensive guy was hired before he got hired? When has Marcus Freeman ever had control? When? Even when he was looking for guys, they didn't even get to. They the got guy he wanted to hire this year, they said no. Please tell me when Marcus Freeman has ever had control in this program. Ever. Not on offense. Ever. I don't do. I don't know where these stories are coming from. I go by the proof. Show me when Marcus Freeman has ever had control in this program. I'll give you proof. Did you see Ron Paulus literally walk on the field? So that shows you the level. Ron Paulus would never do that with any other head coach in Notre Dame. No. Ever. Don't, I'll get into it because it ticked me off. Because there's a lot of reasons why I feel like he's doing that crap. Yeah. But I'm going to just keep it at a respect factor. And how Marcus Freeman has never been given the control that a head coach is normally given in a football program. Time and time again. Yes, time. That's the thing. It's time and time. Time and time again. Repeated, repeated actions. And Ron Paulus is, dude, I'm sorry, man. I'll say it. He, that's a clown. You're a clown, bro. You're a clown. And if you see me at practice and you want to say something, that's fine. But what you did was a clown, immature move. What are you doing? You're an administrator. Take your tail back and shut up. Last year, you had headphones on, listening to the dialogue between the coaches. Who does that? As an administrator, who? Who does that? It's becoming too much, left. It is. And that's just more evidence that goes against what David Jones questioned. Like, when has Marcus Freeman ever had control? When? I don't know where these stories come from, what he's calling the offense. He's not even an offensive dude. Not at all. He's like any other coach. Nick Saban has the same thought process as a defensive-minded coach. Run the ball. Don't turn it over. Play good defense. That's all Marcus Freeman wants to do. So now Marcus Freeman, so now it's not Jerry Parker. It's Marcus Freeman's fault. I mean, even Marcus Freeman said before the season started, this is not the offense that he envisioned is the offense that's going to help the guys transition. There's guys that are still from last year's era that are more veteran, that know more what's going on. So we can't even do what I necessarily want to do because we're trying to help these last guys, you know, figure it out. That's what it is. I mean, even Sam Hartman, I don't believe, was – Marcus Freeman's necessarily number one pick because Tommy Reese was recruiting Sam. Now, obviously, Marcus Freeman was in the loop, but the direction for Sam was headed by the offensive head coach, whatever that means, and it wasn't Marcus Freeman. So, in my opinion, I do think that if it's a question of going to the portal to get somebody again, I think it should be uh, uh, Marcus Freeman 50-50 with uh, whoever the offensive coordinator is because now, you know, 
-hmm. it's important that we have development, but also get somebody that fits. We need a fit. And if it's going to fit with the team, then what direction of offense are we going? Are we doing the physical Marcus Freeman-inspired vision for the offense? Are we doing the offensive coordinator that happens to just keep getting replaced or being separate from the vision of the team itself? I mean, it's just a (laughs) – I don't know. It's just dysfunction. So we're looking for and searching for organization on that side of football.